Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and the reason that I started this podcast is because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home, trying, and often failing, to face up to the challenges of becoming a fully-fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times, and I hope I'm not the only one who feels like this. In fact, I know that I'm not, because I'm going to be speaking to a ton of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they are facing now, or have in the past, and how they are still able to absolutely smash life. If this all sounds a little bit too serious, don't worry guys, it's basically just going to be a safe space to share life's tragic stories. I've known my guest today for just over 12 years and she's one of my favourite humans in the entire world. In the time that I've known her, she's had an incredibly colourful life, which is why I'm very, very excited to have her on my podcast today. Ellie, welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome to The Uncertainties. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm well. Good. You're looking incredibly well for someone who is apparently hungover, FYI. Yeah, I mean, honestly... I look more hungover than you and I haven't had a drink. No, but it's, it's, honestly, it's it's the skinny bitches. That's what it is. the skinny bitches? Yeah, the drinks. Uh, What's a skinny bit? Oh, vodka. Vodka, vodka, fresh lime lime and soda. Honest to God, because you're drinking a pint, and I drink it in a pint glass... Because Ooh, you, because I drink, you drink vodka in a that's pretty hard. People hardcore. look at me. Some actually people I've been with have refused to order crazy? it at the bar. But I've said like they're like, can I get you a drink? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Can I have a double vodka, fresh lime and soda in a pint glass? They're like, no. Absolutely, you want that? You can order it. Big no from in me. In fact, my cousin is so embarrassed. He loves drinking them. He's so embarrassed to order them. He says, I'll pay for the round if you go up to the bar and order them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I guess because you're getting the same amount of hydration as you are drunk. Yeah, so you wake up the next day and you feel absolutely. Honestly, it's amazing. Fantastic. It's a game changer. I really should start doing that. I, you know, after all of these years of unsuccessfully drinking, I still make all of the same mistakes, <laughs> all the same pitfalls. It's like, do I do I drink water when I get home? No. no. So, what have you been up to recently? Um, I've actually, I've actually genuinely had a really good week. Have you? Yeah, it's been really nice. It's been like the perfect combination of. Work's been going really well and nice. and just like doing really nice things outside of work as well. So yeah. went to a Latin burn dance class on Tuesday. A Latin dance? La- Latin burn is what it's What's called. What's Latin burn? Honest to God. Naturally, I like to think of myself as like a relatively good mover. Like, yeah. you know, we've always I've been into dance. Move. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I mean, I've got some good moves. I, yeah. <laughs> In but the catalogue. My body does not naturally move, move like for, for like the Latin style. I'm... Is it's, Latin quite like it's like lots, It's like lots of well, it's it's loads. We do like the cha cha, the jive, the cha. The it sounds so bad. It sounds so. <laughs> oh my god! I should never say that. The cha. We do the cha cha. Um, <laughs> the name's so nice. They said it twice. But we do exactly. We do um like so many different types of dance. But you're obviously doing it in front of a mirror. So you, oh, can see so you can see every yeah. move. And like, he's actually, oh, the instructor's quite good looking. <laughs> I get really, I get really like flustered. But like, I keep my balance. Honestly, yeah. but it's the kind of thing where we're doing a move and it's, it's like fitness as well. So like, it's, you're moving all the time. It's, okay, it's nice. really good. Yeah. And, but like every time he te- he's like, right, okay, we're going to do like a little routine now. And I'm always like, oh God, this is where, this is where it falls apart. Because he, <laughs> he'll do like four moves. He's like, and go. And then we're all trying to do it. And he looks so at me. So it's partner work. 
No, no, um, no. So it's, I don't know how to, like, you're all, we're all in the room and he's at the front and everyone's looking, you know, everyone's looking in the mirror so you can see what this everyone's doing. This sounds like doing. my class today. And yeah, like, yeah. it's so fun. And to be honest, like, it's one of those things that from literally the first move, <laughs> you're just smiling, you're like, God, I feel good. It's so empowering, isn't it's it? It's so Even empowering. if you think that you look stupid, you're like, I'm just having such a good time. Honestly, yeah. it's so good. And also, the other thing that I really, really love, I don't know if you have this, but I, I just think that um, dance instructors are like, you're best hype man oh ever. my god yeah. they hype you up yeah so they're like yes yes oh queen God, that's they like it. fucking love you see my the latin burn teacher is love is is like that oh my god i literally <laughs> love him um and yeah he oh I, what i love about him is that every time he's we're like we're doing a move and then he'll change it slightly or like put a little flare in his face just like lights, lights up, up. And he kind of is like oh yeah you saw that didn't you oh, yes yes so he'll be like dancing and then literally in the corner of his heart be like i saw that queen <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I love it. Um, so you've spoken already a little bit about your time as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've now been a teacher for how long? Like three My third year of teaching. Years? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Um, and you decided to do it through Teach First. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did make that decision. <laughs> I did think that was a good idea. It yeah. was clearly a bumpy road. <laughs> Most people, I when I first think about Teach First, I think a lot of people see it as like a stepping stone because it, it can fast track you to... Yeah, yeah. loads of people see it as like basically a fast track into the city. Yeah, exactly. But you obviously did it in a completely different way in terms of the fact that you just wanted to be in education. Well, right? actually, I sort of... I, I honestly can't even remember how I got... I, I remember, do you know, I remember having a conversation with one of my friends at university and I was like, so what are you going to like do after uni? What's your plan? And she was like, oh, I think I'm going to do Teach First. And I'd never heard of it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, what's Teach First? And she kind of told me and I was like, that sounds quite cool. Like, yeah. and I, I literally just looked into it and then it was like, apply now. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like, I'll just do an application. Because like, I, I like the idea of teaching. I'd actually never considered being a teacher. Literally never. Until that point. Until really? that point. Like, I always thought that oh, I was going to, okay. yeah, I thought I was going to either I go thought... into psychology or, or the oh, theatre. Yeah. So those were my two, two options, really. And I guess because my mum's a psychotherapist, it's sort of, I, and I did psychology at university, yeah. I kind of thought that's what I might fall into. And then obviously I did loads of drama at university in my final year, and I loved directing. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go into theatre. And then teaching, yeah, I, I honestly, I was like, I'll do an application. And I spent, like, in fact, it was such a long process. I spent about a week doing this application. And I sent it off and I was like... I was like, yeah, that's not a throwaway thing. No, that wasn't like <laughs> half an hour, it was like a full week. Wow. And then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just see, like, I'll see what happens. And then I got, like, an assessment centre day. And I was like, okay, obviously, I'll just go. I've never done... It's bad to say. I don't think I've ever done an assessment oh centre. It, it was nine to five. They sound super intense. It was so intense. Because it was intense because there were three parts of the day. It was a one-on-one 50-minute interview. 50 yeah, minutes? Yeah, 50 minutes. It was then Do a group... Do they tell you what you're, you're going to cover? You, te- you get... You get, like, a little bit of information about... You're going to have to talk about, like, the, the seven competencies. So, you know, like, teamwork, oh, um, resilience, even know what they are. things okay. like that. And you had to have, like, a story for each. Oh, God. So, like, when okay. like when have you shown in a time, a right, time in your okay. life that you've been you've resilient like or whatever. Okay. Um, okay. So it was that. And then there was a group exercise. Um, and then there was a seven-minute sample lesson where you had to teach a lesson to two adults pretending to be children. Genuinely, genuinely pretending to be And kids. when I say it, it was so <laughs> convincing. Miss, <laughs> miss. Yeah, so they, they obviously, they they, no. they discuss before and there's obviously one naughty one and one one that's like being really well behaved. 
And honestly, it was so <laughs> convincing. I was really thrown. I knew it was going to be like that, but I was really thrown for like the first like 30 seconds. I was like, what? That's so weird. You know, they were like, Nib, I'm done. I'm so bored. Like putting her head against the table. And then the funniest thing about it is that when, when the time's up, they're like, and thank you. <laughs> you're just like that's so weird this you is were, the weirdest but it's, experience it's almost it's weirder seeing them being ad- <laughs> when they go back into being adults you're suddenly like shit really you get dry. so used to them being children that's yeah how old were they they're probably like in their th- in their 30s I don't know. It, was, <laughs> it was really strange in all honesty that's probably the best part of their job it's yeah like, it's probably so fun. like so I'm just gonna go straight into <laughs> a child and she's in the room <laughs> <laughs> and that is seen <laughs> yeah and seen oh my god that's so mm. bizarre but so then so then so I did this assessment centre and so then I got it and they were like yeah we, we're gonna offer you a, a place on it and I, I was like cool okay because I'm doing it then and that was literally how I got into it wow yeah and um so yeah, I okay. fin- finished university, did did five weeks of training, and then I was literally just in a year six class by myself, full time, in the middle of Penge. I where the hell is yeah, Penge? Yeah, no one. Honestly, one. that's exactly what I thought when I first <laughs> found out that I was going to be in Penge. <laughs> uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, and that was literally it. Crazy that of all of the years that they put you on, I know after the Sats five year. weeks of teaching. I know. I mean, uh, training. Sorry. Yeah. I was in a year six, six class. I know. Which is. Do you know anyone else who's been put into year six? Well, this, okay, this was the even strange decision. So this was a two form entry school, which meant that each year group had two classes. And me and the other teacher would both teach first. In, in either year six class. So we both taught. It was literally the blind leading the blind. It was like no one. Like we. I now think about the kind of teacher I am now. And I How look different. back to my first year and I'm like. I had no idea what I was doing. Like, no wonder it was so stressful. Do you stressful. wonder where those kids are now? And you're like, probably ruined your life. I mean, I know I know one of them was suspended within his first two weeks of secondary school. So, no. yeah. But yeah, it was, um, oh my God, that, that year was, if, if you're taking like family stuff aside and personal mm. stuff aside, like that was the like the hardest, my life, you know, in, ter- in terms of a career, in terms of what I'm doing. It was the hardest year of my life. It was, really. oh my God. Because not only is teaching like physically quite exhausting because yeah, you're because you're on your feet all the time you're and kids are just so energetic and that's the thing it's emotionally draining I can't you are even imagine you are dealing with children you know and, and the hours I was working like I would get into work yeah at, you'd be waking up at like what five were you waking up at like five there, there was there was sometimes where I was waking up at five thirty like oh. at one point my average working day was seven till seven and it's but it's and I know that there are loads of people who work these mad city jobs where yeah, they like they're they in work until like eleven yeah. but I'm with children for like eight of those hours. Yeah, it's not a desk job where you don't have time to yourself. It's like... It's full on. Go, 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 yeah. go. Oh my God. I remember there was... People always talk about how it's like your first winter of teaching is like... If you can get through that, you they say, you can get through anything. And okay. my God, is that accurate? Like, really? It... Not only because you get into work and it's pitch black and you leave work yeah, and it's pitch black. It's actually like yeah. technically dark. The kids then... are exhausted and also like you know it's 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 also a really long half term that one leading up to christmas and afterwards Mm. um and i remember one of my oh my god i remember one of my colleagues got appendicitis and was off for three weeks and i remember honestly the only thing i thought was i am so jealous i remember thinking i would give anything to have appendicitis right now because i just thought like you're signed off work you can't do anything someone's going to be taking care of you like I was so gutted that you wanted. couldn't catch it. I was like, oh my God, I wish you could catch appendicitis. 
Yeah, and there were, I remember there was like one a very small period of time where I would genuinely fantasize about getting hit by a bus, not because I wanted to die, but more because I was like, oh my god, okay. So if I was like, if you know, if there, if I was in an accident and maybe like I broke, but like, yeah, like broke both my legs, I would be like in hospital for a bit. People would be taking care of me. Yeah. It was it was really tough, Jesus. and like I had a really tough class, and um, and I was just so young. Like I was, I just left university. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I suddenly I was That's a lot of responsibility to be thrown yeah. at you. Thirty one like... children who you know come came from a range of different backgrounds, and like the whole thing about teach first is you're placed in. Really in a school with really hard. challenging, yeah. yeah, in challenging circumstances, which means obviously that behaviour is always going to be tougher. Um, and, like, you know, I was put in some situations where, like, I didn't feel particularly safe at all. Around the kids? Yeah. Or... And, like, I know you'll be like, oh, it's primary, but actually, no, I'm in year six mean, and they're getting yeah, bigger. And they can be intimidating. I can like, imagine. Yeah. Like, children can be quite intimidating and I'm, you know... That's like, I mean, you're the a shortest small girl. Yeah. In the entire world, so. <laughs> you're, like, barely five foot. Yeah, so yeah. So they're probably yeah. taller than you. And actually, this I remember my first class, they were actually, um they were, like, quite old for their age, I think. So I remember teaching sex ed in that first year. Oh my God, some of the questions that I, I came up with. I can't even imagine. Honestly. I, I can't even talk about it now. Honestly. Let alone The to... questions they were asking. Like, and what? and And their, thi- like, it's unbelievable how many children have misconceptions about things. Children just really do and say some really funny things. So yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's... <laughs> there are some times when you're having to tell someone off for something but in your mind you're like that is so funny i had the most the most the craziest like um like burn burn god he said burn in a while in a long time um but like i had one child say to another one was you oh well what was it well you're the cause of global warming (laughs) i was just like oh we're where did that come from? I that thought it was, was such a creative... left field. Yeah, I literally just had no idea where that was coming from. Well, you know what? Well, you're the cause of global warming. <laughs> to be fair, she looked a bit confused. Neither of us are the king, are we? <laughs> she did look a bit confused, that one. And I was having to tell, to tell him off, and I was like, how do you think how it would make you... someone feel to be told that they caused global warming? <laughs> and as I was saying it... And he was like, not good. And I was like... <laughs> And I was like, oh, comedy. A child once um, guessed my age at 56. Christ. I've actually, I've, I've actually been, I've been, um, I think I've I've had, I think I've had 18 to 56. That's the range. Children just don't really seem to have much of a concept of age. I think when, yeah, that's what I tell myself. Any adult, isn't it? (laughs) That's what I tell myself, so I can sleep at night. (laughs) 56. Really? (laughs) Do you want to revise that answer, Timmy? (laughs) Really? You don't? No? It's really funny. My class at the moment, 56. honestly... 56. My class at the moment honestly thinks that I am... That my family are famous. And it's so funny. They met my I, mum and they honestly... I've met like, your family and I think they're famous. So. Yeah, but you know how kids get this slightly warped idea of things? Like, because my sister's an acrobat and because she's... She, um... How do they do that? Oh, because like, oh, we'll, we'll be talking about something and I'll be like, oh, my sister actually, you know, I, I drop things okay. in when we're teaching just as like little nuggets. If you're a child, I was you say, hold on to it. You hold on to that Oh my shit, God, yeah. Like nothing yeah. else. If, if, I remember if my teachers gave me any slither of something, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my partner. I was like, her partner. 
Yeah. I still oh, remember oh, things oh, about no. some of our teachers. Oh, and I do think, yeah, like, my kids, when I give them a small <laughs> nugget, they... Oh. They, they hold on to it so much. Give them an much. inch, they'll take a bloody mile. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, so I've dropped in little things about my family and I've been like, oh yeah, so my sister's an acrobat and I talked about her doing some of the CGI for the for the for um, that uh, Mowgli film on Netflix. Oh, of course. Yeah, and I talked yeah, about yeah. how my that how Imogen, my younger sister, is um, obviously in, on, stage. On, on stage and that my mum's written a book, all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, oh, uh, Ellie, of course. I know, they so they think, they think we're famous. <laughs> so to the point where my mum actually came, it was so sweet, my mum came to watch our class assembly. At the end of last year, the paparazzi. But my kids were so excited to the point where um, I got a call from the office. Being we were like getting we were like getting ready to go on stage, and I got a call being like your mum's here, and my kids were like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know, they were all like absolutely yeah, and um and my TA, oh my god, my TA, I absolutely love her. She was like, why don't we send two kids down to going to go and get your mum? So that we sent these Can kids I just down. Ask, did Jill have any idea that the, the like the, the height? The no, 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 no. She had no idea. But to the point so where she was just like thinking she was going to be completely anonymous. She kind of thought that she'd be walking like, in like with the rest of the parents, just like super chilled. But no, she came a bit early. So my mum walked into the hall, <laughs> and one of them just kept called, "She's here!" And she walked in, and they all went, "Yay!" And my mum honestly was like, "What?" And uh, they were like, what "You're the... famous! You're famous!" My oh mum was God. like, "What?" Was she not like Ellie? You could have prepared me <laughs> yeah. for the storm. Yeah, that I was she about loved to walk it. She into. loved it. it so they do the it. thing at the end where, like, you know, when they're like thanking her, thank you, thank you. Do you come up at the end? So, and then do they like do people throw flowers at you? And you like, <laughs> okay. So do you know what's actually interesting? That's a really interesting story because in my first year, that is kind of what happened. The first time I did a musical, really? like the children all were like, I got a bouquet like of flowers, oh. and they were like, you know, this this production, like you know, wouldn't have been able to oh. happen without Miss Roberts. And, and like, Those they were all clapping me as I walked in. onto the stage. I've never felt better. It was amazing. <laughs> but the, the, the worst thing was... Are you just was... chasing that high? <laughs> so the next, the next year, I just assumed the same thing would happen. And it was literally like the end. And everyone was clapping. And I was like, you know, almost like doing my stretches. Like, ready? Right, ready to go on? Let's get the tear ducts yeah. ready. Um, and they literally... And it, was like, speech, like... it was like... It was like... Talking my speech away. And then like... So everyone was clapping at the end. It was, it was, and then they were like, "Okay, right, year one out first, please. <laughs> right, year five, stand You're up like, out to class." What, what, I was literally standing at the front, like, ah. was like, "Oh, okay, so we're not. Oh, okay, we're not talking about me. Fine. Oh, oh people are leaving. <laughs> oh, it looks like I'm not going to get them back in. <laughs> yeah. You're like, guys, I have something to say. Yeah. You should have seen me when I when my year, because obviously with year six, they're leaving to go yeah, to secondary it's a big school. Deal. And because I was leaving my last school last year, I knew that this was. Honestly, you know, you spend every day, well, okay, not every day, but you spend so much time with these children every, because obviously in the state school system, you've got one class that you teach all day, every day. Yeah. And there were some of these children that I thought, I will literally never see them again, ever. And you've spent so much time with them, and, and you, you know, invested so, so much, much energy, of yourself in and you, these kids. you have such a special bond with them. Like really, you do. Yeah. And imagine. on the last day, I was a wreck. I honestly, it was almost embarrassing. <laughs> I know you're crying. Yeah. Like, when it gets out of hand. Oh my god! It was <laughs> honestly, it was outrageous. But actually, I think um, that's. But that means even more. I'm sure the kids must have just been yeah, like, oh, yeah. Miss and I, but you also know what I'm like with um with ending. <laughs> like with goodbyes and yeah. breakups and things so it's to be honest it's actually not a surprise that that's how I reacted I've got to say
say I See adore these kids. my class this year. Really? Uh, yeah. I honestly, I am so, so happy at work at the moment. I love my school. I love the children I work with. I, I look forward to going into work every single day. Really? And, it's, oh, and when so I do, nice. yeah. And such a change, the fact that you've oh gone through probably your darkest times yeah. work-wise yeah. and now to come out the other end and be yeah. such a supportive yeah. working atmosphere. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about it the other day and I think like, in the past, so often I have got my sense of like validation from my relationships. So yeah. from the relationships I've been in, that's that's the way that I've like valid like made my be like, oh yeah, I know what You're I like worthy. I'm worthy, exactly. Yeah. And actually what's been really nice, because this is my longest single stint since I was sixteen, it means that I'm actually now getting my validation from my job and yeah. how I actually feel like I'm doing really well at my job. And it's really nice that I'm getting I'm getting that sense of worth from actually something I'm achieving yeah. rather than from what someone else is giving me. Exactly. Yeah. And it's completely all you. It's not a codependency. No. It's like I'm actually and I do you know what? I, I think it's quite people get you know, we're all so modest, but I think it's also good sometimes to be like I actually oh, think I am quite good at my job. Yeah. And I think I I think I do I think I am a good teacher. Oh yeah. And God, that sounds that sounds a bit wanky, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It is honestly, I could not do your job. Like, and I and there are so many people who can do your job. It is so difficult yeah. when you talk about the amount you have, like twenty spinning plates. Yeah, it is a at lot at one time, constantly. Yeah. It's not. It's a lit. It's not a black and white situation of oh, we go into a class and we do maths for an hour and then we do English for an hour and then we do science. Yeah. But people are so rude about teaching. Like, yeah. honestly, like, on, I think, like, my grandpa, for what I know, obviously he's very traditional, but, you know, he, he thinks of teaching as, like, you know, if you can't do, teach. He thinks of it as, a baby, as like, babysitting. But I would, honestly, yeah, the, but the people who say that, they don't really seem to, like, they don't, I don't think they have any kind of conceptual understanding of what being a teacher actually is. No, 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 and you're right, it's your spinning plates. It's like, Constantly. not only do I need to make sure that the learning that they're actually doing is is you know effective that they're retaining it i've got to make sure that they're ready for their sats i've got to make sure that there's progression throughout the year groups i've got to make sure i'm covering different learning like you'll have so many different abilities within one oh yeah oh my god yeah i mean so you're not just like making sure that the most uh intelligent kids of the class are keeping up but Mm. that you're you still have the attention and you're still teaching the slightly lower level kids in your class oh yeah everyone is gaining something from it because that was another thing that I remember, like, learning is that if you're teaching a certain level, that, like, the higher level might start getting decisions oh, yeah, yeah. board. And, like, just constantly having to think about all of these different things yeah. at one time. Yeah. Just, like, even just saying it out loud is stressing me out. <laughs> and actually, it's... it's that And that's just the teaching side. Yeah. And what you're not even like thinking about is... Support. Yeah. You're, we, basically, we are responsible for making sure that those children leave primary school being, like, considerate, kind, respectful members of society who can yeah. go out there, who know about mental health, they know about gangs and drugs, and, you know, they have awareness of... Yeah. And you're also safeguarding all the time. Yeah. You know, you've got to be making sure that children don't have bruises where they shouldn't have... You know, it is... It is yeah, it's a lot, but, my God, it's an important job, and I absolutely love it. So. It's, I would say, one of the most important jobs that anyone can do. I think as your friend getting like truly truly honest with you when I think of some of the things I love and admire and like just when I look at you with like rose tinted glasses and think you're amazing (laughs) those are the years where I'm just like you are incredible because you went through such a difficult period 
Yeah. And not only were you head girl at the school, which, you know, to some people might be like, oh, whatever, head girl. But it is like a big deal. You mm-hmm. were, you know, everyone was looking at you. Co-head girl, I feel like. Emily Co-head, really yeah, sorry. sorry fine. <laughs> but like, you know, everyone is looking to the head girl to like yeah. lead the school, basically. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of responsibility to put on a, a 17, 18 year old, yeah. as well as doing all of your exams and then to kind of have all of the trouble that you not you had but just to be exactly is just how now that you that's how long ago now six years I suppose well so how do you look back on that time and I mean it was such a tough time like yeah so my brother was I think Sam was diagnosed well he was actually not formally diagnosed until quite a lot later but his behavior started becoming more and more erratic around the age of He'd always been a pretty tricky child, but around yeah. the age of 60, uh, no, 18, he went, he went away. Yeah. Um, and he came back and... Something was different. Yeah. I mean, it was... The only way I can describe it was like, it was like uh, your brother left to go on his travels and a complete stranger slash sort of the crazy guy on the bus who mm. looked homeless, that he, he, like, that's who came back. And it was on Christmas Day. I remember it so clearly, like, seeing Sam walking into the house and just... You could just I tell. Not really recognising no, him. No, no, and even though it sort of looked like him, although he did, he had these long blonde, this long blonde, his hair, unwashed yeah. like locks, and yeah, and and that was basically the beginning of a unbelievably tough. Oh God, how, what was the timeline? That was, it was. So if he was sixteen. No, he was he was eighteen when he went. Oh, sorry. At the end of school, he was eighteen, and then he died when he was twenty-two. So yeah. So then it was. Yeah, that was a tough four years, basically. And he was three years older, so... He was, yeah, two and a half years older. Okay. So, you know... And, so it was, and, it was literally as you were going into um, into sick form or... Yeah. So it was... And, and it was his behaviour over... The, after he came back, his behaviour over that next year just became more and more strange yeah. and worrying. And it was, it was pretty much a year after he came back that he was sectioned for the first time. Um, and that was when he was sort of formally diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, so th- it was or schizoaffective only... disorder. Yeah, it took a year. And actually, I remember, I remember it so vividly. I remember sitting on Christmas Day in the evening and Sam, was, Sam had just come home and he was doing something. And I was, we was, I, I was with my mum and my sister and we were sitting in, the, um, in like the sitting room and we were all hysterically crying, literally just hysterical. Just like, you know, just completely terrified of just yeah. the person that Sam was. Um, and... My mum, I remember her saying, like, I, th- I think that Sam might have mental health issues. Mm. And I remember being like, how fucking dare you say that? He's just eccentric. I was so unbelievably adverse to... to really? Yeah, and then it was... Do you... It took a real year for me to actually... Come to terms yeah. with... And, and when Sam was eventually sectioned, he needed to be sectioned. Because he, yeah. was, he was a danger to, to himself and to, to, to us. Others. And I just, you know, I think that mental health is so scary to some people. Or yeah. to everyone, because... You can't see it, and schizophrenia, especially. You know, there's so much awareness now about anxiety and depression and and um, bipolar and, they, and things like that. And people have done a lot to destabilize those um, taboos around it. Destigmatize, yeah, 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 for sure. exactly. So, but schizophrenia, to, still no. Yeah, exactly. And actually, you know, one in a hundred people has schizophrenia, which mm. is actually so many more than yeah, you think. If you think how many how many friends reckon we have on Facebook on average, like a thousand, maybe, maybe I've a thousand. No idea. You know. If you think about yeah. the stats, that's 10 people on our Facebook yeah. that have schizophrenia. Like, you know, statistically. Yeah, no, no, no. It's... And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a really, really tough Do you think years. that's why you... Four years. 
you were so against the idea of it being um it being yeah. mental health issues yeah. it was more to do with like society's version of it yeah than actually you and okay. i just wanted to believe that like at first i just thought my mom was being really closed-minded i was like he's just eccentric yeah you know, yeah like, you just he's, he just thinks him. he just thinks in a slightly different mm. way he's just like slightly but actually you know no in in the end he he was a, he was a, a serious you know yeah danger to himself and to, to others um not that he would have ever he was never like he would have never hurt anyone no but it yeah. was more just from sort of being so you know um not away with the fairies, but so sort of in his own mind. He just saw, mm. he just had, he'd had a different reality. And, and it was, it, it just became really, really scary. No, I to be To be around him. And, and you know, like, I was so awful, but I was so sort of embarrassed by it. Like, I was, those are such self, you know, you're so self-conscious. I was 16 when, yeah, when he first a, started. Yeah, it's a tricky age. Because you're already cripplingly self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're going through so many changes. You're, you're doing everything you can to basically just, like, be, be the same as everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I had this brother who, you know, would, would walk into restaurants and talk about people's auras and, you know, would, would really intensely, intently, like, stare at people. And when he'd speak, he wouldn't make any sense. Um... And it was really scary, and and it, I hate it so. I feel so guilty saying it, but it was. I was really embarrassed, like to to be around him. And I stopped asking friends to come over. I stopped. Oh, really? You know, I I um I had a boyfriend actually at the time, and I spent so much time at his house because I just. just to, and to be know. honest, I knew that there was always a risk that Sam was going. You know that that suicide was something that could was, that was a risk. Yeah. Um. So I got to the point where I would refuse to go home if. I knew that no one else was there because I was absolutely terrified of walking into the house and finding his body. And Prospects. I just think yeah. that I just think it's such a shame there's so little um so little support out there for yeah. families who are who are dealing with with and I know it sounds strange to say it, but someone getting schizophrenia, it's 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 one of the most painful things about it is that you are slowly watching that person fade away. Yeah. And you become are slowly a stranger. I can't and become a stranger. What that and a really scary like. stranger. Yeah. That you just don't you, you don't, don't ever understand. want to feel hostile towards a family member and it feel yeah, I can't even yeah. imagine what it's like to kind of yeah, to feel like you've yeah. known someone so intimately for 18 years. Yeah. And almost like that, it's like a complete stranger to you. Yeah. It just must feel so disorientating and, and it, confusing yeah it was really alienating as well because yeah. I was only I was only six you know 16 17 and you know I was no one else I knew had had experienced anything like that yeah. and I was it was really alienating because I didn't know what I could sort of say to people and you know when and Sam, how I, get, I suppose in a way you're worried about how people will respond yeah and, gonna... and saying you know people make jokes about you know oh you're so you know, oh, you need to go to psych ward, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, my brother was in a psychiatric ward, yeah. you know, three times. And my mum's just written a book about, um, which is actually being, oh, is this a plug? Am I about to plug? Is this what plug. a plug is? Do a plug. I'm going to do a plug. plug. Get ready for a plug. This is going to um, go into the notes as well, <laughs> So yeah. it's, it's got its official published date. Yeah, it's going to be published on the, I'm pretty sure it's the 2nd of June this okay. year. Yeah, so there'll be a, there'll be a book launch. Very close to my birthday. So there'll be a book launch, and um, I think m what, one thing my mum really wanted to do was, it's written from, from the perspective of a mother, and of a mother dealing with, her son's um, battle with mental health issues and then subsequent death. Mm. Uh, and is it completely autobiographical or is it semi-autobiographical? Completely autobiographical. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and 
I've got to say, it's, it's really beautifully written. And um, I think one thing that she really wanted to do was uh, just get, like, it could be used, hopefully, well, it will be used, hopefully, as a tool for families who are going through similar things. Because there's so little out there about schizophrenia. Yeah. So little. Um, and considering one in a hundred people has schizophrenia. Yeah, the fact that the there's not a big discussion around this yeah. is almost baffling. Yeah. Because you just wonder how many other families... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many other families are going through exactly this yeah. right now and feeling completely lost as to yeah. how they can yeah, yeah. help their child or mum or dad or whoever it is in their family who's going through this. I know. And I think the saddest thing about schizophrenia is that, you know, the statistics of schizophrenia is that the majority of people who have it will die young. You know, and their life expectancy is significantly reduced. So, not only is you know, so just explain to me exactly how that those statistics correlate. Is it because suicide rates are so high? Yeah, because suicide rates are so high with schizophrenia. So, and I think you know the most painful thing actually is that when Sam did die, that he was actually in a really really good place. I remember. Yeah, he was. He we really felt like he had come back to us. Mm. Um and. But that's the, you know, he yeah, he had come back to us and that's why he made the decision to go travelling, where he did, and that's where he died in Thailand while he yeah. was eight days into his trip. Um, but it was, it yeah, I mean, obviously it was the most devastating thing that's ever happened and, yeah, it's... It's, like, indescribable, you can't... It, you, there are, yeah. like, literally no words. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. And, and there was so much guilt, you know, it was, it's not even, like... It was just like a freak accident and everything. It it was the fact that there was so much trauma that had built up to it, and yeah. then eventually we felt like there had been this like slight glimmer where Sam was actually he you know he he really had come back to us, yeah. and then all of a sudden he was dead, and and yeah, I guess it's the powerlessness and the fact that I was I was in South America when I was yeah. when I found out I had to be told over FaceTime, which was I can't less than ideal. By your was it your mum or your dad or was it by mum? Really? Yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, so and then and then it was sort of a my so, mum so and not sister. Even be around your family at the no. time. So I, I spent yeah plane. I spent the next twelve hours. Did you get you didn't get on the plane alone, did you? No, it was my mum and sister flew to South America, just picked me up, we then flew back to England, spent two days in England, flew to Thailand, spent the week in Thailand, had Sam's cremation, flew back to England, had the the um the funeral, and then flew, and then the day after the funeral, I went back to South America. Which, I mean, let's be honest, that is just 101 denial. (laughs) It's just like, it's fine, it hasn't happened, I'm going to carry on with my travels, I'll be absolutely fine. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, hold on, so you, so you weren't, you weren't allowed to bring his body back to the UK? No, yeah, so we had the cremation in Thailand, and then we brought his ashes back to um so you weren't able to do a post-mortem is that what it's called uh they did but the results were inconclusive it was sort of you know yeah and i think that's another thing you know i actually do not know how my brother died which yeah it's really hard to not be you know we've we've talked a lot about how we think you know his last day may have gone but Mm. it's a it's really blurry and we have no idea and that's that's really hard yeah being able to to grapple with and yeah yeah not not having that that closure exactly. to just know yeah, yeah it must be so so difficult yeah it's genuinely like that's the one thing for me that I just find like your your the strength that you have because every single part of you just you just kept going through all of it and even though you can be like oh it's denial and it's this mm. and the strength the pe- that you have because a, a lot of people would have just taken 
I probably would have taken months off. I probably would have just, like... But, you know, people always say that. They're like, oh, my God, your strength. How did you do it? How did you do it? The truth is, you just keep on putting one foot in front of the other. Like, you know, you just yeah. carry on going. There's literally nothing else that you can do apart yeah. from carry on going and just, like, know that... You know, and there were some like day incredibly... Day, yeah. very, very slowly yeah. get a little yeah. bit better. And there were some incredibly dark days. Of course there were. Mm. Um, but there were also some light days and I mean you know I've seen four different therapists <laughs> that definitely helps <laughs> <laughs> therapy self. is amazing therapy <laughs> therapy's great we'll get you therapy is really really helpful but I remember I um I I started seeing a therapist in my first year of university this was my this was my second therapist at the time um and I just wasn't in a place where I was actually ready to get therapy I was still massively in denial I had mm. massive anger problems that year um my poor boyfriend at the time my god he went through a lot um and I remember at one point I actually said I told my mum and my boyfriend at the time that I was going to this therapist. I remember and I wasn't going. going. I would just leave. I would leave halls, walk around for an hour, and then, and come, then come back. back. I actually be like, God, that was great. Me this. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, Oh, wow. yeah, did some serious healing today. <laughs> I definitely think that that you know Sam's illness and losing losing that one of those key male you know as a key male in my life um, has definitely also had like an impact on my relationship with relationships as yeah. well, for sure. There's definitely been an impact on that. And and like I said earlier about sort of getting that validation from, from relationships. Mm. And it's, you know, you start getting into a cycle, don't you, of, of, of the kind of things you look for in your partners and about how your relationships go. And I definitely, you know, started entering into those. Either I was needing to be saved or I was doing the saving. Yeah. And I found that I got... And actually, you know... I, yeah, and I relied on my relationships so much like that boyfriend I was with um in my first year of university we were you were together so you actually met before Sam had died yeah and we were together for six months and, and then, then broke, broke up, up and then you got back together after Sam had died yeah so I went when I went back out South America I was with him we met again and um I mean he was like he was amazing and it was so hard for him mm. and I know that it was also really hard for me and I would never apologize for what I was going through but no, no. I he was he was honestly incredible and I there isn't I wouldn't have been able to well I would have got through without him obviously but he was amazing and he went through a lot yeah. like a lot with me and I when he broke up with me as of course he would going to because I it was just it was too much oh my yeah. god it was of course it was too much he wasn't he was in his first year of university he was you know what 19 and he was dealing with a girlfriend who had just like her brother had just died after a you know four year battle two year battle whatever it was with schizophrenia yeah that's so much to handle and when he broke up with me I was completely completely crippled by it yeah like I went into honestly a state of like I was like in like a catatonic no I can genuinely imagine because at that point in time it was probably like your body couldn't deal with any more loss. With any more loss? Yeah. Oh my God. I said some really unkind things to him after after he broke up with me. You know, I, I actually remember, it's really, it's, uh, I think, but it's, I think it's important to say, like, I once said to him, but because well, he broke up with me, I was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. And like, how manipulative, you know, I said, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I can't believe you would do this. You know, my brother's died and now, that poor, he was 19. Yeah. And he was just trying to be a normal 19 year old. And actually, I've got to say, I did, um about two years ago, I sent him quite a long email. Just like, just yeah, say... just saying, like, you know, with how much healing I've done since, and just I was able to look back on it 
and you know just realize the strain that I put him under and how yeah. unbelievably tough that was yeah so I sent him an email just saying like you were amazing it's yeah. just so difficult because you know you can't sit here and say that it's your fault I no mean. that's the thing it was no one's fault I was just so angry at the world I yeah was angry at, yeah and I remember what saying in, yeah I remember saying in the, e- in the email like I'm not going to apologize for what I was going through no. because obviously I, I can't do that you know yeah but I said but I what I can apologize for is the impact that it had on you yeah and how I was sort of unable to oh and you know and you do the whole we did the whole classic like we broke up but then we were in the same fucking halls at university we were two floors apart in the same building so did you do that on purpose no 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 we were we were placed in the same halls really yeah um Jesus. so you know I saw him all the time and we obviously God. started sleeping together after we broken up we continued to sleep together for a bit which was an absolute nightmare obviously ended ended in tears um and like you know what though it's like we're 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 not like friends you know we don't hang out now but um if I ever see him it's civil it's civil yeah Yeah. for sure and I I you know I'm I'm so appreciative of of what he did he reply to your email yeah he did did he was it (laughs) just saying (laughs) got it thank you (laughs) but I I I actually remember no but I wasn't expecting anything really yeah yeah yeah. I really wasn't like I really wasn't expecting anything more and I actually remember saying at the end of the email like you don't need to reply I d- to and I'm, I'm really like not expecting a reply so yeah. please and he just said thank I think he said like thank you for the email something like that okay yeah yeah this is obviously the last how long has it been now like a year mm. It's, this is yeah, I mean, with with a sort of with a with an ex sort of getting back on the scene and then very quickly removing himself from the scene <laughs> a week a week and a half later. <laughs> Apart from that, it's it's been over a year now. Yeah, that yeah. I, it, it, this is the longest period since you were sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. that I've seen you single. I know, and it's a very interesting time. Like, how how have you found? your experience I have gone I go through waves I find like I go through the wave of being like oh my god like I'm doing things for me I do I go through waves of of loving it and feeling completely yeah yeah massively um but because I'm always battling with that slight thing about feeling like I get a lot of my sort of self-worth from my relationships you know I do go through then like a couple of you know periods of time where I then think like oh god I feel really bad about myself about the way I look about the way you know that I am or mm. you know oh I'm like I'm not funny and I'm not you know pretty and and that's again because I've in the past I've always gone to my relationships to get to that get sense that. of validation um but but actually I mean no I've been I have I've enjoyed being single although I, a lot of people would argue like yeah you're never really single are you because you always got you always got someone on there and yeah, maybe that's true to a certain extent. He <laughs> <laughs> was like having someone on the back burner, just to be in fair, case. I'm just trying to think at the moment. I mean, I feel like to be okay. You're you mm. you do dates. I it's do not, date, and I enjoy dating. You, and you're a very good dater. Mm. So oh. What would you say is the worst date that you've been on? I do love god. date fail stories. Oh. oh my god, there was one guy I went on a date with. That, um, it was such a weird situation because. He worked at a bar, and I had said that I that I, I had said to my friend like, "Oh, that bar, that guy behind the bar is really fit." And when I went to the loo, like five minutes later, in that time, my colleague um, went up to him and said, "My friend thinks you're fit. Do you want to go on a date with her?" And he was like, "Sure, okay." So then I came back from the loo, and he came over. He was like, "So apparently, you want to go on a date with me?" And I was like, "Did?" And I, the first time I met him, I was 
I've got to say, I was very, very drunk. And I, but I ended up spending, <laughs> spending the evening... I was in that night when you... That night, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but the times we, with the time we spent together, like, this wasn't a date, this was just, you know, when I... Because I was still at the pub. Yeah. Um, and I got super drunk, and actually we ended up having a really, like, fun time. And I remember leaving the pub thinking, oh, my God, I'm really buzzing for our, like, for, to go on a date, because we had so much fun. Yeah. And, no, 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 oh. we went on the date, but it was honestly, like, I was sitting across the table from him, and I was like... I don't know if I was just so drunk that I've remembered this completely differently, but we had literally nothing, <laughs> nothing to say to about. each other. It was so awkward. We so we had this this meal, and then I was like very much just wanting to go and home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I think it was quite rude. Now I think back on it, but I was. <laughs> we got to the end, and I was like, "So are you getting the train home, or you know?" Going? And he was like, "Oh, I, oh, I guess that's the You're end." Like, oh, so I've actually booked your Uber. Uh, it's coming in one minute. Really? And he was like, "He was like, um, oh, I guess that's the, uh, I guess that's the end of the date then." And I was like, "Oh no, sorry. Obviously, like we can go for like go for another drink if you want." He was like, "Well, yeah, yeah, let's do that." And I was thinking, "Oh, for oh, God's sake, pick up on him." Anyway, the the night ended with him. <laughs> repeatedly playing me <laughs> repeatedly playing me um recordings of him playing the guitar and then asked me repeatedly for the next half an hour every five minutes no but honestly like what did you think of it like no just i really want to be really you know and at one point i said no offense dude but there's like all you're doing is playing the guitar there's only so much good feedback i can give yeah, you like you're like, just strumming a guitar great, great string work yeah what, what do you how say? many more times also it's not like i know much about playing the guitar but he <laughs> would like not you hit that c chord with the d chord <laughs> yeah <right>? literally <laughs> he would not let it lie and in the end oh my god this is so embarrassing because we were back we were back at my house at this way i don't know how he ended up getting back oh. to my house but i wanted him to leave so much and i <laughs> pretended to fall asleep <laughs> I literally pretended to fall asleep and just waited for him to get the hint that I was, that I was. But I started laying the seeds. Like I remember doing really well, being like, "God, I'm just like so tired." Oh my god, when I drink, I just get so tired. And I, I remember saying something like, "Yeah, I've even been known in the past to like, to like fall asleep just like really early when I drink, like just like on the sofa." I started like laying the seeds. I started doing like the comp, like the voice where I started getting like a bit drowsy and a bit like, and then eventually worked. <laughs> worked up to the point where I fell asleep and I waited and he waited there for five minutes whilst I was asleep and then to himself went oh I think she's asleep <laughs> and then I heard him tapping on his phone he was like okay I'm gonna order an uber he was actually narrating what he was doing and then I waited until I until I heard the car pull up and I was like okay now I'll like you know miraculously wake up from my slumber so I was like oh Oh my god, did I fall asleep? That's so embarrassing. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. And then he tried to cancel the Uber and I was like, no, but I'm still like really tired, so you should probably go. Do you know what one of my breakup songs was? Was um Trumpets by Jason Derulo. You <laughs> That was when I was in the golden phase. You it's so funny. I actually thought what about now was an absolute belter. What about now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about today? That's, that's another one of those yeah. ones that you like listen to like in the back of a taxi what after heartbreak and you're like Do you know what? I'm actually gonna that later? Yeah. What a song. We've done we've done a um Harmony to that because it's baby before it's <laughs> yeah. too late. Yeah, we yeah. loved that. No, so what was the good. song we always used to do the harmonies to? Um, stay close to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. stay close to me. I actually can't remember. Watch the world come alive tonight. Oh my god, wait, hold on, we still have it. <laughs> oh my god, it never yeah. gets old. Oh. 
that was really we've got there's that recording of us yeah like happy ending can you remember those days the way you left me I'm not pretending no hope no love no glory no happy ending that was beautiful that would honestly you could just people would be fooled it's funny because actually I I sometimes when when Rachel and I are performing in the car I'm like this reminds me of when me and Karis perform in the car I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear this we actually, oh my god! Do you know what? I'm actually going to share this. We've got a car playlist that we that, that are the songs that we sing, and I'm actually I might even share it with you because I yeah. is the kind of ones that you would we listen love. to and be like, yeah, okay. there's some Moana on I'm there. Down. Moana, yeah. I love Moana. Make way, make way, Moana. It's time you knew the village of London knew is all you need. The island of practicing hey, hey. to win each song. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. This has been incredible. Thank you so much you for are so your time, your just beautiful <laughs> honesty, oh, your welcome. gorgeous voice. Oh, thank you. Um, no, it's it's genuinely been so lovely. It's been I kind so of nice like to feel like we haven't even spoken about everything. Like I kind of want to do a part two. <laughs> well, but, you know, we'll keep we'll listening. Maybe you know. Um, in terms we'll of things that you're feeling certain and uncertain about, mm-hmm. what would you say you feel the most uncertain about in your life right now um prob- it's probably my love life at the moment really okay. but, but in not um but uncertain, not in, a way not in an uncomfortable way okay. in like a it's, i'm quite enjoying the uncertainty okay i'm kind of enjoying the fact that it's everything's just a bit up, up in the air. Air. Okay, yeah okay i like that i yeah. like that and what are you feeling most certain about uh, probably your teaching job. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought think, you were going to yeah. say that. Look, what is the name of your mum's book? Oh, yes. Uh, it is called A Song Inside. Um, oh. So it's called, uh, uh, yeah, A Song Inside. I really like that. Um, each person's got, like, a song inside of them, and it's sort of about Sam's song. Oh, you know, I like really that. like that. Yeah, it's really nice. That's and that is really coming beautiful. out in June. So, yeah, any... Well, I, I actually think it, it's a book that pretty much anyone could read and yeah. just, you know, find it really interesting. But it's, it's also, I hope... Hoped would, I hope will be a really positive thing for f- people who might be dealing with a, a sibling or a, a family member, anyone or someone close to them, even a friend that's going through, you know, the, the difficult those difficult mental health um, issues. So yeah, that is coming out in June. I'm and really excited. Yeah. Um, thank you so much thank for you. being on this. You're so welcome. I love you. Okay, love thanks you. guys. This has been the uncertainties. Bye. Okay, it's one of my favourites. Actually, it's in my top two. I'm going to tell you both, and I'm going to let you decide. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, what's the best thing about Switzerland? Um, Swiss cheese. I don't know actually, but the flag's a big plus. (laughs) Okay, that's that's one of my favourite jokes. But actually, my all-time favourite joke. Okay, you ready? Okay. Um, what's a pirate's favourite letter? The letter R. R. You think that, but actually, it's the C. Come on, that is good. That is good. That is a good joke.